Hey folks, Colin Richards here. This is the Lord and Richards Show, and we're here to talk about how you can employ methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both good times and bad. Uh, whether you're planning during your working years or whether you're enjoying your retirement years, we want you to be financially independent. And of course, we base this uh, kind of advice that we offer today at its very core on five biblical principles. Principle number one, fear the Lord. Principle number two, get out of debt. Principle number three, the Bible says that wealth gotten hastily will be diminished, but he who gathers little by little will see it increase. So be a steward. Manage risk from the standpoint of a steward, not so much as an owner. Principle number four deals with when we get sick. The Bible says, now then when I'm old and gray-headed, don't forsake me, okay? That's that's called caring for one another in old age. And principle number five, dealing with our legacy, the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So from that biblical foundation, we're going to be talking today uh, about real life practical ways that you can implement a plan that not only honors the Lord, but also makes sure that you and your family are taken care of. You ready to get started? All right, let's jump in. We offer a complimentary second opinion, by the way. Give us a call. We're available right now to take your call and chat about your specific situation. 720-372-0400. 720-372-0400. I remember growing up, my parents, of course, were wonderful, hardworking folks. And my dad's career in the military, something to be proud of, an additional career in law enforcement, my folks were doing okay, but they were never wealthy. Mom stayed home to take care of us kids when possible, and they always seemed to have enough, but never too much. Well, when it came time to get my college education, I was third in line, and I know the well was beginning to run dry. So my folks, um, you know, obviously worked hard. My dad ended up uh, taking a second job just to try to prepare and save for that and to help me out. And I remember a, a real savvy physician in our church said, hey, you know, you folks, I, he sat at my folks' table and said, you need to invest all your money in this stock that I've got here. It's in a new medical testing kit. And, you know, I'll help make sure that uh, that you have opportunity and access to that. And I tell you, if it were me, I'd mortgage my kids to make sure I took care of this uh, this no-lose investment. Well, you see it. They lost, they lost a lot there. And they didn't have much, but what they had, they worked hard for. My folks were dealing with an amateur, a guy who thought he knew a lot about investing and turns out knew very little. But you know what? The good news is my dad got a third job. I worked as well and was able to graduate debt-free with, a, with a, a, an honors degree. And I'm very thankful and grateful for that heritage. But I call that my folks' worst investment. And I learned from that. And over the years, I've tried to help my clients learn from that. You know, if we're coming from a biblical standpoint, principle number three, treat risk like a steward, manage risk like a steward. The Bible says don't try to get rich quick. Then we're not going to take a gambling approach to the stock market. Unfortunately, that's what I see a lot. Just today, met with some folks and sat down and did a complimentary stress test of their portfolio. And I was really surprised, actually, because they're pretty conservative, they're Christians, uh, but the, the stuff that their money was in was 83% in the stock market. I'm not talking bonds, I'm talking equities. Well, that's a lot. 
and I don't know if you realize this, but as we get older, we should be getting more conservative, right? Not more risky because we're in the red zone. We've got less time to make a big play and to recover from a bad one. Uh, think of the Broncos when they play. Are they going to employ the same tactics when they get down to the last 10 yards before a touchdown? Imagine if, you know, in his last season with us, Peyton Manning uh, on that fateful Super Bowl 50 reached back and threw a bomb into the stands from the 10-yard line. Wouldn't we have been shocked? Absolutely, because the plays change and the game changes when you get close to your goal. And I see a lot of pre-retirees and retirees playing the game like they're at the start of the game and not halfway through or getting close to the goal line of retirement. So, folks, we got to adjust our strategy, and risk needs to be managed at that phase. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, among other things today. But really, at the heart of what I'm saying, and on top of these core biblical values, is we need to treat the investment of money from a professional perspective, not just an amateur perspective. If you're just jumping on, this is Colin Richards. I'm Denver's biblical investment advisor and proud to lead a gifted and godly team of advisors over at Lord & Richards down in Highlands Ranch. We serve the entire front range hundreds of clients here that that we take care of. And I'm thrilled to say that we're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Uh, We're an accredited business. We've never had a complaint. We've never had a complaint with any regulatory agency because our goal as, as a fiduciary when we manage money for you is to act in your best interest and to do what's right. And you know what? When you do that, uh, people don't have complaints. In addition, uh, we're thrilled to be a voluntary member of the National Ethics Association. That's a, uh, an organization that is a community of business owners and professionals who support enhanced transparency and ethical business practices. And the folks that come and meet with us, I think they'll find that we truly want nothing hidden. We want it all out there on the table. Uh, over the years, we've also had the joy and the privilege of being on numerous radio stations, including this one today, and we're excited to be be able to deliver this message. And we've also uh, appeared in a variety of print media, including uh, and online media, including uh, Wall Street Select, CBS, ABC, NBC affiliates, uh, and uh, themoneyshow.com. Uh, so just a variety of our background experiences to share with you, but I'm not doing that to brag. I'm doing that to say we truly want to help and we have the background and credentials to do it for you. So let's jump in. We're talking about the difference between being an amateur versus being a pro. And every couple months I, I come around this to begin uh, to uh, again because investing really, folks, is an intellectual sport. If you play the game with your emotions, you're going to get killed, okay, just like in business. What I find in sports and business is amateurs are obsessed with the opportunity, right? You watch a group of kids out playing soccer, and that young, inexperienced player, he sees the opportunity. He's going to just take that ball by himself down there and try to score the goal. Forget the rest of the team. Forget passing, right? Well, I see investors doing that. I see folks doing things like what I was sharing earlier, 83% in stocks, because, hey, why not go for it? Well, guess what? When we ran the stress test on that portfolio, the owners of that portfolio were looking at a potential for 46% losses if we pass through another market downturn. That's using the historical results of the investments in their portfolio. We didn't even have to guess. We could go back and see what they own today and what it would do if we went through 0809. 
Would that be powerful information for you? To have somebody take your portfolio and every single position entered in and find out, am I safe now? Am I in a position where I won't go through that again? Or has my advisor or 401k or, or I myself put myself in a position to just repeat it all over again? An amateur doesn't take the steps to learn, right? We watch pro football. We know those guys are watching video footage. We call it watching the tape of what went wrong and making sure they don't repeat that again and also learning what can go right. Amateurs are focused, though. They're obsessed with opportunity. What can go right? Pros are obsessed with risk. What can go wrong and how do we deal with that in advance? So as your investment advisor, we want to come alongside of you and assist you in making great decisions about transferring risk in your retirement savings, in your portfolios, as much as possible to other parties so that you can have a safe, secure, peaceful time in retirement. And what we find, especially with our Christian clients, is they're more interested in giving and enjoying the people in their lives than worrying about the ups and downs of the stock market. Would you agree with that? So if you're just jumping on, again, this is Colin Richards, and we're talking today about the difference between amateurs versus pros. And in a moment, we're going to get into one of our key principles about risk because pros are concerned about risk. Give us a call, 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat with you. Find out what your needs and goals are and how we can offer you a complimentary second opinion. Uh, or you can check us out on the web, lordandrichards.com. So think about it this way. Back in Super Bowl 50, when the Patriots, uh, actually this is uh, Super Bowl 51, when the Patriots played. So I talked about the Broncos. Let me get a little time to the Patriots. Great team. Obviously, arch enemy. You know, we, we have no love lost there. But you got to admit, they're a winning team. They schedule their championships, right? At the beginning of the season, they're like, we're going to win. And they, they plan everything around it. And so you've got their owner, you've got uh, Bob Kraft, and then you've got their coach, Bill Belichick, and you've got a, a, a team. Well, what's the relationship between the owner and the coach and the team? Well, the difference between amateurs and professionals is that in professional sports, the owners hire professionals to make sure it gets done. They don't run around on the field themselves, right? You're not going to see Kraft down there trying to make plays and get himself killed. What we unfortunately see too often investing is that folks are taking something very important, the money they've saved a lifetime. Think of the hours that you worked or the jobs that you did or the decisions that you made that put you in the position today that you're in and how it would feel to lose 20, 30, 40, 50% of the money that represents those years of work. How many years of work do you give away when your portfolio is cut in half? Well, what we want to do is, is help you develop a championship retirement, okay? We call it being financially independent. You'll hear me use that over and over again. Become financially independent. Don't sit back and just see what happens. Get aggressive. Get on the front end. But we're not talking about you giving up all your time, either away from your job or your family. We're talking about getting a professional perspective on your investment. So that really begins with working with a fiduciary. How to become financially independent? Start by working with people who have a vested interest in your well-being. 
You know, we learned from a study. It's a it's a long name. It's called the the qualitative quantitative analysis of investor behavior. It's put out by an organization called Dalbar. And I'm just looking here at the results from a couple years ago. They study how investors behave. And this takes in, you know, you as an as a as a private investor as well as other folks. And what they discovered is that the average investor over a 20-year period earned about 3.49%, while the S&P 500 over that same 20-year period, ending uh, in this case in 2011, averaged 7.81. Wow, so how do you get less than half? Well, it's because we have a hard time as the owner making great decisions. We need objectivity. Uh, I've learned in 401ks, the average participant in a 401k who gets help, you know, has an advisor, earns an average of 3.32% more, even after fees are accounted for, than those folks who don't get help. We call them non-help participants. And that study was from AON and Financial Engines called Helping Define Contribution Plans 2006 to 2012. It was published in 2014. So we learned that investors who get professional assistance are going to do better. But not all professional assistance is created equal. Just because somebody has a business or hangs out a sign doesn't mean you're working with a pro. If you're just tuning into the show, this is Colin Richards, and this is The Lord and Richards Show. And we're focused today on how we can help you develop and use methods and strategies in your investments that will help you prosper through both good times and bad. And what we're, what we're really getting at is that the risks and the stakes are too high to try to wing this to try to just see how it comes out, right? So give us a call, 720-372-0400. Again, 720-372-0400. Our team of investment advisors, we'd love to help you out, find out what your concerns and goals are, and see how we can bring those core biblical values and principles to bear, along with the wisdom gleaned from helping hundreds of clients, most of whom who are, are already retired, uh, helping you to follow the same road. I told somebody today, sometimes I feel like, you know, a Sherpa, right? Because we keep making the same journey over and over again. Those guys climbing Mount Everest, helping those uh, aspiring climbers. Well, the Sherpas, they grow up in the environment. They go up that mountain multiple times over their lifetimes, many times. And that's kind of how I feel. I feel like an investing Sherpa that we're coming alongside, having walked this journey over and over again with our retirees. Let us help you give us a call 720-372-0400 so let's start with the the principles that stem from a professional approach being a professional focused on what can go wrong as well as what can go right rule number one we share this in our public workshops i talk about this every week on the radio rule number one comes straight from warren buffett don't lose your money anybody remember rule number two (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see rule number one, <laughs> of course. Uh, let me sh- share with you a story unrelated to financial services. Years ago, my wife and I, uh, during our period in ministry, full-time ministry, I was a college pastor, drove home with our only child at the time, my son Josh, who I'm very proud to have working in our company at Lord & Richards. My wife drove separately because she was counseling some young ladies and had a really bad accident. I got the call from the police. It was a tough time uh, to imagine what had happened, what were, what were her injuries, how bad was it, would she recover, 
and they really wouldn't tell me anything. I went down there, found a babysitter for my son, and pretty much all they could say is, hey, you need to go to the hospital down there where she is. And I I had real peace in my soul that God would take care of her and that she would be okay, but I didn't have evidence yet. Well, I got down there, and sure enough, she was okay. She had to have some stitches, and she's had years of complications from that. But the point of the story is this. During that accident, of course, her her car was greatly damaged. And at the end of her her treatment, when it was uh, reasonable for her to start driving again, we had to find another car. Her, Her little 1986 Honda Accord was destroyed. And it had no airbags, so she had probably more injuries than she, she would have in a modern car. So we went out looking for automobiles. And this is in 1997, oh, 98, somewhere in there. So guess what we're looking for? What do you think we want? Well, we sure do want a lot of safety. But I also don't want anything that you know can't get some speed up. So I found her a British FV-101 Scorpion CRVT. This is the fastest production tank in the world. It can reach 51 miles per hour, and it seats two, along with the mounted cannon on the front. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Okay, I got her an SUV, but the point is we don't want to go through that again. And so ever since that time, my wife has driven trucks and SUVs, things that would give her better protection should she be the victim of an accident. And by the way, that wasn't her fault. She was hit by somebody else from the side. So let me ask you this. Let's transfer the analogy over to the financial world. What specific steps have you taken to make sure you don't experience a devastating loss the next time the market crashes? Do you have a downside protection plan, a risk mitigation plan, in writing and in place. I'll tell you, most folks I talk to will say, well, you know, we're concerned about it and we've made some some changes since the uh, 2008 crash, but usually the proof comes out when we do a stress test, which we'll do complimentary for you. We discover, well, you pretty much got the same stuff. And if you go through 08 again, you're gonna lose, the average person we see is positioned to lose probably 29 to 50%, depending on how much they have in equities. Do you remember what that was like? Do you remember 08, 09? Did you see the value of your portfolio go down? And let me ask you a second question. Was it a little or a lot? I, I remember a client I saw back in 09, and they had gone through this not once, 2008, but twice, all the way back to the previous crash in 2000. Do you even remember that one? And they still had half now of the money that they started with in 2000, 10 years later almost. And I remember the tears and I remember just saying, look, the first thing we got to do is we got to put a floor under your feet so that doesn't happen again. If that's interesting to you, then you're not alone because most people I'm talking to are saying, Colin, what can we do? We, we know the market's been on this very long run. We know that it can't last forever. What do we do to make sure we don't crash the next time the market crashes? Give us a call, 720-372-0400. Again, it's 720-372-0400. Check us out on the web at lordandrichards.com. I'd love to chat with you discuss the ways that intelligent individuals are do are implementing right now to make sure you never experience another devastating loss. So let's talk about it. When the market keeps crashing every five to seven years, and by the way, we're way past being due for another one, I call that a boom-bust, boom-bust cycle. 
Do you think it's possible we'll keep repeating that cycle over the next 25 or 30 years of your retirement? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's a thought-provoking uh, statistic. Guess what the S&P 500 has averaged over the last five years? Well, if we take the end of 2016, so we got a full year, that would be 12.5% average return. Well, that sounds pretty good. I know some Christian uh, financial people on the radio who say, hey, throw all your money in the market, and you should average about 12%. So a statistic like that seems to underpin that. But uh, what about the last 10 years? So that brings in the bubble, right, and the collapse. Yeah, now we're down to 4.6% 4. average the last 10 years. Now, would you like to know if you had done your job, you diligently invested in the market, dollar cost averaging, putting your money in bit by bit into your portfolio, maybe your 401k, and if we take out all those matches and we look at the real return, what do you think the average return of the S&P 500, average annual return of those 500 stocks from 2000 to the end of 2016, 17 years, what do you think that return is? 2.85%. That's the real long-term potential of the modern market. Forget quoting the 50s, right? Forget quoting the roaring 20s. We need to talk about recent history and how to plan in today's reality, a market that has averaged less than 3%. You say, well, you're going to try to time it, get in during the good years, get out during the bad years. Well, that's one approach. But the, the first thing to acknowledge is we're living in a bubble, a financial hernia, I call it. If that concerns you, pick up the phone, give us a call, or check us out on the web. You can find us at lordandrichards.com, or you can chat with one of us right now. We're ready to take your call, 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. Our team of investment advisors would love to answer your questions and provide you with a complimentary second opinion. So out of all those 17 years, guess how many of those years were actually positive when you take the starting balance of your account in 2000, there were actually only six years, and those were recent, where you were back over 100,000 if you started with 100,000. So imagine you had put 100,000 in the S&P 17 years ago, January 1st, 2000. You got, you got whole by around 2007, and then the market crashed again, and you got whole partway into 2013, and you weren't actually in positive territory beating your original 100,000 until the last few years. That's pathetic, isn't it? So let me ask you a question. During those 17 years, what if we could just eliminate the down years, keep only the good years, and just draw a flat line in the down years? Would that be cool? I often ask people, would you be winning in that scenario by not losing? <laughs> yeah. Here's what Warren Buffett says, if you can figure this out. When the tide goes out, you find out who's swimming naked. <laughs> we don't want to be naked the next time the market drops. What if we could insert a nice flat line while the market is dropping? Well, that's easy to do, right? You could have your money in cash or CDs or fixed annuities or anything that's guaranteed against loss. The real challenge is how do you make sure that it starts growing again when the market goes up? Because I'll tell you, most fixed annuities, of course, cash and most CDs, aren't going to give you much of a return unless you know about the ways that you can take those safe principal protected vehicles and link them to the market. Let me ask you another question. Do you think that large institutions, foundations, nonprofits, family wealth can afford to let major drops happen to their endowments and keep moving forward? 
Absolutely not. So what if I could show you how to use the same methods that these types of entities, universities, endowments, foundations, institutions, what they do to achieve safety and opportunity on the same dollar at the same time? Yeah. Back in 1987, I'll give you one example. Harvard was one of the early adopters of a new strategy called a market link CD, certificate of deposit that allows you to grow when the market goes up at much higher potential rates than the fixed rate of a, of a typical fixed CD. That's just one example. There are alternative classes of investments that are actually safe, principle protected, and still allow you to grow. If you're curious, give us a call, 720-372-0400. Again, 720-372-0400. Check us out on the web at lordandrichards.com. I'm Colin Richards. I'm an investment advisor, and I'm privileged to be the founder of Lord and Richards. We are a biblically-based firm. We base our advice on five core biblical principles, as well as wisdom achieved by working with clients like you, hundreds of them over the years, who are nearing or in retirement. If you'd like to learn how to become financially independent, not worried during your retirement years, or even now if you're still saving, give us a call, 720-372-0400. We'll talk to you about our financial independence roadmap process. 720-372-0400.